Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is The Rundown. We come at you every week with the top stories in the world from a Catholic point of view. This is our last and final rundown with Donald Trump as president. This is not our last rundown, though, in general. It's low news week, guys. Two popes took the poke. National Guard 20K, D.C. in lockdown. Biden stimulus. Is there a Bitcoin bubble associated with that? Parler, Amazon, Big Tech Madness, HB, HSBC, biggest bank in London, no mask, no bank account. Chicago, New York, now reopening? Lockdowns don't work anymore, apparently. Health passports are a thing. We talk about that. Where's the Kraken? And by the way, where's Taylor? This is the rundown. Let's get started. All right, guys. Hey, slow news week. It's nice to be back in the studio. Yeah, it looks like nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Just, what, what kind of litany did you just read I, off? I didn't even make it halfway down the page. I got so many more things. That was Monday. It's incredible what's going on. Oh, man. Yeah, that was this is not – okay, Tuesday. just to be clear, this is not the last rundown. This is just the last rundown with the Trumpmeister. Unless you're R, unless you're R. unless you're the letter that precedes R, the letter yes. that precedes R. If, if you still subscribe to that 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 religion, if you're the religion of that guy. I don't know. There's there, after this rundown is released, or after we finish recording it, there's going to be some letter by a particular archbishop that's probably going to still say. Oh yeah, well, God God chose this Trump for the, for our times, and the church is dependent on Trump. Okay, so um, let's just let's let's work our way through the litany. We have two videos to show you. We have some other visuals. So if you're listening to this as a podcast, you really need to subscribe to Census Fidelium on YouTube. And I would be honored if you would subscribe as well to RTF. Uh, first of all, the two. It's nice. By the way, it's a nice. Oh shirt yeah, did you, got you see on. it? Did you see the shirt? I, I didn't want. I don't wear so t-shirts. Superman Somebody sent me. I had this like some secret Santa sent me this. I have no idea who it could have been. <laughs> no idea. But I thought I would class it up a little bit. I was I was waiting for you to like just go put the Superman theme going. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Census. It helped me in my conversion to the traditional faith uh, many years ago. Okay, here we go. Two popes took the Pope. Took the Pope. Took the co- the poke. We can't say what the poke actually is. The pokey, but they both took it. Does that mean it's okay to take? I mean, Pope Francis came out and 
in an interview said it's the ethical decision for everybody to take the poke. Uh, just like in a documentary, he said that we should all fight for uh, same-sex civil unions, all that kind of stuff. That sounds <clears throat> very magisterial of him. Yeah, yeah very, very. <clears throat> well, it's, it's more of that kind of thing, and then like you see different bishops doing that, oh, well, it's it's kind of like your moral duty, and, and then are you saying everyone has to? And they'll walk it back a little bit. But that's, that's where they're going. And eventually, I think what it presages is there will be a time when, um, as, as we've seen in different places, I don't know if we had it in our list to talk about later, but big tech is lining up behind the digital vaccine passport. And it's kind of interesting that in the summer during the development of Warp Speed Pokey, um, there was this, uh, you know, you know, the fact checkers came out, oh, conspiracy theorists say that you're going to get microchips implanted into you. But that wasn't what people were saying at all. People were citing Gates Foundation patents on this quantum dot tattoo technology, which when they give you the poke, it sees these small, you know, very tiny needles that you can barely even feel that will put <clears throat> basically th- this kind of nanotech that could be read with QR codes on a smartphone. It'll be well, they, to the eye. they got and the poke. The uh, that the, these two out. gentlemen, the two popes, the two men dressed in white, very confusing. They're trolling <laughs> us. But they took the poke in the in the Paul right. the Sixth. Uh, what is it? The audience hall. That uh, and it's audience hall. The thing it looks it's like so a, a evil. Snake. It's so evil. It's so wicked looking. It's so awful. <laughs> It's one of the most hideous buildings in modern architecture, period. I mean, there, there's things. That is the most hideous. Practically, <laughs> looks demonic, frankly, the whole place. But it's so where, bad. Where I was going, though, with the, the bit about the, um, the pokey passports is that I think what, what's being presaged here is that wh- whether they're actually – and the conspiracy in me wants me to say that Benedict and, and Francis, they're not really getting the poke. They're getting saline or something like that. But we don't know that that's the case. They may very well be getting the actual poke. But I think what it's it's kind of setting the, the, the stage for you will not be allowed to go to mass unless you have all yeah. of your documents. That shows, Show me your papellas. In and on the way in, or you won't even be able to get in the in the building. Yeah, I think we said that a couple months ago. So if you guys yeah. don't, you know, do something about this, you're going to have to prove that you have the poke just to get in the mass. Oh, I know. Uh, I, and what, we, what and, Ryan was saying about the microchips. If you watch the, or you don't watch, if you listen to the latest Great Reset podcast episode on the top top uh, was the top ten scientific breakthroughs and coming in the next year. I think number three was exactly that microchips injection. Everything they go conspiracy theory. I know. Well, Steve, it's on their it was, it was Steve just last night. <laughs> just last night, there was one of these uh, Twitter priests, and uh, he dabbles. He dabbles in the uh, TLM, so he likes he likes a little bit of lace and a little bit of smells and bells, but not really. And he was correcting you on Twitter. He was arguing with you. He was like, no, don't be a conspiracy theorist. There's no. I mean, that's such. They're not going to make you eat bugs. <laughs> They've been talking about it for five years. <laughs> John the Baptist ate bugs. It takes you about literally ten seconds on the WEF website to find all the bugs reports. Dave Collin, before all this started, he was all over this uh, fake meat bugs movement that they had going on. They even had a, there was a report, an article in uh, I think it was Netherlands of them eating bodies because it's all for the environment, the health of the environment type deal. Now you see Ice Age Farmer came out the other day, back-to-back days today and yesterday, 
on one was Gates of come the Forbes article about Gates being the number one landowner for farming, which he's all into the fake. Oh meat yeah, oh we got Gates. I got here. I got an image of that. Oh, Where are you, Gates? And and uh, you know you got the grocery stores over there saying that oh we're gonna give out the poke. Just like the churches, if you want to go yep, into the grocery right. store, you're going to need hey, to show hold that on, you hold can on. I, actually I, I got to get Ryan's take on this. Ryan, why is Bill Gates the largest owner of farmland? Why? <laughs> it's a question akin to why is Bill Gates the largest investor in global health bodies, institutions, medical schools, etc.? Why is Bill Gates the single largest funder of the World Health Organization after the United States. Why is Bill Gates the single biggest investor and holder of patents for the Pokes and all the pokey companies, such as, well, I better not name them, so we might get bit, booted off of YouTube. So why, again, is he the biggest owner of farmland? Again, and largely it's control, and he's kind of the hub through which a number of spokes go in the wheel, and he's not the supreme architect of all evil, but... He's kind of the, the guy that is aggregating all of these movements, such as what you see in the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, what you see in the UN and NGOs and think tanks. And so farmland, if you, you know, if you control most of the farmland, you control what's done on the farmland. So the purpose of having that will be. Oh, to he reinvent wants everyone to be soy boys. Farming That's what it is. He wants everyone to be soy yeah, boys. Well, soy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would be eating fake, processed, uh, impossible meat that actually is far is so much uh, more mm. processed mm. than the worst of processed food. I mean, that stuff is not good for you. I don't care what they say. When you look at all the chemical production that goes into that stuff, there's there's no way. I mean, we're looking at you know the, the next step is soil and green. Really, <laughs> frankly, is and, that why Viking guy was against? Is that why Viking guy stormed the Capitol? Yeah, right. Well, there's a funny thing with that. Too. Well, speaking of the Capitol, we got to get <laughs> to the Capitol because there are 20,000 uh, activated National Guardsmen at the Capitol right now, which is a number. It's a staggering number. It's more than the combined total of active duty forces in Iraq and Afghanistan, those two 20-year wars that we're still fighting, yes. Um, what's, what's incredible about this, though, ladies and gentlemen, is that the use of force, the use of force, deadly force has been authorized. Now, I personally know people who have been called up to go to D.C. to, to, uh, to, to uh, erect that police state. Now, these, these people that I know who are, who are there right now, they were not, get this, they were not, they were not required to requalify on their service weapon, but they were required to take the poke. Now, how, what, how scary is that? You don't, you don't even know if the guy can use, can operate the deadly force that you have now given him and he is authorized to use deadly force against U.S. citizens. I mean, what kind of police hell are we erecting in D.C.? And you see the barbed wire going up and the fences, and finally Trump built a wall around D.C. Right. <laughs> that's not what he meant by build the wall, but that's sure how it turned out. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Steve. I've already monologued for a bit. <laughs> Steve, you're full screen. Say something. The key thing is just the heck with DC. I mean, I mean, HuffPo even has an article out talking about how I don't know how how did all these other people get thrown off social media, but HuffPo writes an article about literally shooting people in DC, and it's still up. No one says anything. It's like uh, the whole it's riots in Portland the last week. Nobody cares. 
DC, they go in, they got an old lady standing in the middle of the set of the of the house there, and everyone loses their minds. Or you got Horn Boy up there that everyone's ah, oh, he's a Trump guy. Oh, you Fox brought up Horn ropes. Boy. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy. I mean, there's an officer up there that just got a medal of honor, and he's the one that if you see the video, he's saying, "Come on this way, come up the hallway." He's running them be the Pied Piper. Come there. I was going to save this for the good news. Sixteen. I was going to save this for the good news story segment, Steve. But I've I've pulled up the image here of the Viking guy. He's finally granted the all organic diet. Uh, while he's in police custody, uh, he was, I think he was on a hunger strike because they weren't feeding him organic food in the jail. So this is good news, ladies and gentlemen. Viking guy gets organic food. I guess it's better than the poison food that you rather, <laughs> everyone else gets to eat, but I mean... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That goes back to what's the solution for the whole Gates mm. thing that we just got that. Oh, what's the solution? About. Oh, I, I think I know what the Local. solution is. Local. Get your own your That's own right. little farmer's markets, grow your own food. That kills this idea that Gates is trying to do. Everything they're trying to do, the solution for that outside of consecration of Russia, by the way, is doing <laughs> it yourself. Gardens. We getting... need victory gardens. Why do you have to wait for government to do it? You know, and that's the thing. People are waiting for someone else to do it, whether it's government or some. I'll just go there so that way I don't have to deal with it. And I have more time to uh, argue with people on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. You can get out and do it yourself. And that's really part of the solution to so many of the things and the ills we talk about is that either the non the opt out of the system, the non-participation, you could petition because Target is doing all these evil things and, uh, you know, supporting all this stuff we don't like or Starbucks or whatever. You could petition, you could complain, you could do social media stuff. But until you hit them in the pocketbook, they won't reverse course. And that's the the fact with companies. Your dollar is more valuable than any vote that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I know that's a great seg- that's a great tie-in. Your dollar is valuable, and I, and I want to talk about the value or of now. the dollar. I want to talk about <laughs> oh, the yeah, value yeah. of the dollar. <laughs> however, however, we have we have some people watching live from the UK. We have a couple videos from the UK, so I want to get these out before they you know go to bed and what what whatever. So here's one here's one video <laughs> of an old man who's uh, who's he's 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 committed some kind of Covidian Fauciist uh, infraction. And so this is how he's the police... He's a COVID heretic. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's right. He's a COVID heretic, and this is how the police treat him. Here we go. Look at what the officer is doing to this man. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's doing. Stop resisting! Look at what these cops are doing. They punched this man. This officer, Herb Shesh, was kneeing him in the head. They're breaking his balcony. Okay. This is an old, frail man that they're doing this to. Stop resisting! Look at what they're doing to him. Okay, as if that's not enough. This is how we treat. This is how we treat our elders. This is how we treat those who came before us. Those with wisdom. Those with life experience. This is this is how we treat them when they are committing infractions against the COVID religion. As if that's not bad enough. Here's another story, also from the UK. Gosh, I feel sorry for you guys over there, but it's coming soon to an America near you. Uh, you are breathing too deeply 
on the beach. You're going for a jog and you're you're breathing too deeply. This is not a joke. Look at this guy. Check it out. Look at what the officer is doing to this man. So why can't I run along here? Everyone else is running along here. There are COVID marshals. Are you a COVID marshal? Yes, COVID marshal. So why can't I run along here? Why can't he run along here? Explain. Sorry. Explain why we can't run. Because you are breathing heavily. And it's very, it's, it's very... I'm breathing heavily. When is some, anyone is running, there's no is, mandated mask outside. You don't have to have a mask outside. Yeah, this is this is what we. The law, I mean, in the government, it doesn't say that I cannot run. I can't just stop you. I just can tell you that you can't. So you're telling me I cannot run yeah. along here, along the waterfront when everybody else is walking, and you stop me to tell me that I need a mask. Not need a mask. I'm saying it's running is not allowed. Running is not allowed along the waterfront. Although everybody else is running. Yeah. We are, we are trying, we are trying people. Where does it say in any law where I cannot run? It's, it's written there's no bicycle and running. But I'm not a bicycle, I'm a runner. No, yeah, that's what I'm, no bicycle and running allowed. Wait, where does it say I can't, where I can't um, be, you know, a runner? Where from, does it from say? From now on they're going to put... I can't take it anymore. I, I had to cut away from it. It's too much. It's too much. Um, quick correction, I think the first video maybe wasn't the UK, well, proper, okay? It was uh, part of the greater UK, I guess. It was Canada. Um... The Biden stimulus. This together. We're, yeah, right, right, exactly. In which case, we should give a shout out to Captain Flannel to uh, Kennedy Hall. I don't know where Captain Flannel is. He's usually in the live chat trolling us, but um, that's okay. Somebody asked actually in the live chat if my wearing of plaid was me trying to be like the base lumberjack up there in Canada. <laughs> uh, but no, this is actually this is a beautiful plaid. It's not. Uh, it's not a flannel. Low class flannel. <laughs> okay uh it's still christmas tide by the way so i'm wearing i'm sporting this until february 2nd the biden stimulus has been uh announced ladies and gentlemen so the good news is is you're going to get more money the bad news is is your money's going to be worthless <laughs> that's not including the ubi that's coming down the road <laughs> you're full screen steve tell us what the ubi is oh that, yeah so that's not including the ubi that's coming down the road you're gonna still get this is just a start uh yeah the destruction of the dollar which is all planned this is all nothing this is new if you're paying attention it's part of the plan not the letter before our plan but the plan that's going on in Davos, uh, destruction of dollar, get on a digital currency for a one-world currency, one-world government, all that stuff. This, that's what the reset is, just the rebranding of the NWO. Uh, and then AOC comes out and says that's not enough. Going, which, you know, she's got a point in a sense. When you're up to $1.9 what's another $2 trillion? What's another What's another $200 million or whatever billion that they want to throw in? They, because they want four hundred instead of fourteen hundred, they want she wants two two thousand per person. I mean, this thing's done. If millions and millions anybody... and billions. Yeah. I, so the price of gold, I, I haven't checked this morning. Last time I checked, it was over eighteen hundred dollars an ounce. Price of silver is up over forty five dollars an ounce. Uh, the 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 uh, bubble that's happening in cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, is is staggering. It's shocking. 
Um, there's a flight of capital out of the U.S. dollar. And <clears throat> look, what is a dollar worth? What is a dollar? It's, that's not backed by anything. It's, it's a fiat currency. It's, it's underwritten by the lethal force of government. And so why not just print more of them? Okay, $600 wasn't enough. Let's give you another $1,400 to make it 2000 a person. Hey, in my household, with the number of Social Security numbers that I report as, uh, you know, with my family, we're talking about a significant chunk of change that's about to head our way. But will that purchase anything? after the inflationary effect of it. You know, it's like every time in these liberal cities like Seattle, when they raise the minimum wage, then everything, the cost of everything goes up. Now you can't get dinner and a movie with your with your wife, um, you know, for less than $150. And it's and like, okay. One of the things he raises the national uh, uh, rate to $15 an hour. So it's not just now you don't vote for it. It's across the board. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is that We've been here before. The dollar has died many deaths historically. And it, 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 we have to understand, too, that it is partially based on nothing in as much as it's not based on gold. But it's also based on oil because oil is typically bought in U.S. dollars. And that's why people want to have the U.S. dollar. That's what makes it valuable as a currency that brings investment into the Treasury bills and all these sorts of things. But what's starting to happen um in 2018, China birthed the petro yuan. They started selling oil in yuan, right? And then they, you know, they came with the swift alternative, and now the digital yuan. All right. And so as the the yuan gets the more and more prominent, the dollar is going to start. We've already seen that. Just to, you know, it starts sinking. And so the dollar historical bunch of deaths where where some whammy comes in and we go through this quick recession and then it like the phoenix it's it's right back such as in seventy one when nixon Nixon closes the gold window two thousand one you have um you know the triple with the dot bomb uh, the dot com bubble burst dot bomb here we go dot com bubble bursts right and it, I don't know if people are old enough to remember that one. I remember that was a huge deal and then you have yeah. two thousand seven two thousand eight everybody remembers that one the meltdown of the subprime mortgage which was basically the 2001 bubble, bubble that Greenspan propped up with subprime mortgages in the in the housing market, housing bubble. Then that burst, right? And then we're still kind of living in the consequences of 2008. So that's the, you know, kind of the history. It keeps going in these cycles, but they're starting to contract more. So are we at that point finally? And I don't think it's going to happen the way we think we do that. All right, now yuan is going to be the world reserve currency. It's not going to be like that. Well, I've said this on so, I've said this on the rundown before, but how quickly um, the currency from the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which was the reserve currency of Europe, within one year mm-hmm. of the of the Great War, that they everyone dumped that currency and it was over, it was gone. Yeah. I mean, just because we are the reserve currency of the world by virtue of the petrodollar, et cetera, does not mean that we that that can't change overnight. Oh, it would be worse. I mean, there there's so many trillions of dollars floating around the world right now. If uh, all the all the governments of the world decided, yeah, we're going to drop the dollar, there would be such an inflationary spiral that a Weimar mm. would be like a joke by comparison, right? If I, Weimar Republic, if anyone's familiar with not familiar with that history, yeah, I suggest you go look into it. How they just printed and printed and printed, and as they said, a wagon load of cash. That's was right. Not enough uh, read for milk read and bread. the death because of money once, if you're interested in that. In fact, um, that's one of my source yeah. 
documents for uh, a project I'm working on. I want to move into like as we're talking about the the financial terrorism that they're that they're waging against us. The psychological terrorism seems to be subsiding. I don't know. Beetlejuice in Chicago and Cuomo in New York are now saying we got to get the restaurants open ASAP. We got to get small business open ASAP. Biden is going to be uh, inaugurated this week. So the lockdowns, uh, we have to stop them immediately ASAP. Yeah, the whole 100 days that he's got coming in, he's they're going to show it. There was a report. I can't remember the name of the, the uh, on it, but he's going to get credited for this end of the plague. That isn't a plague. Uh just because he's there, because everyone's now going to open up and say, "Oh, that was his Dawson." That was in Dawson County. No. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, you you see the numbers come. You see the game plan coming up. Oh, all of a sudden now we can go outside. Now Trump, Orange Man, Bad's not in. So now let's yeah open it up. I've even the saw entire- I saw a tweet this morning about uh one of the at least one of the MPs, members of Parliament in in the United Kingdom. They're taking their cues from Cuomo. They're saying, well, if Cuomo's going to open up, maybe we need to relax over here. I mean, literally, like, who listens to that idiot? Must be a president. <laughs> Must be a candidate for America's not next top president in 2024. Mm-hmm. I guess. Indeed. Yeah, watch Cuomo. Guarantee Cuomo is going to be running next time. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the election, where's the Kraken? Is that a permissible question to ask? Where like- is the Kraken? It's more like a calamari, right? <laughs> <laughs> but calamaris at least you know taste good, and and I, they're welcome here in in the RTF household. And you can eat them on Fridays too. That's right. Today's Friday. <laughs> as one as one friend of ours said, he goes, so you, "All this hope that they were bringing up is just one another way to demoralize all the followers and fans that were bringing." Back then, actually, nothing happened. I mean, there was literally nothing. They were building, 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 and it was that was it. That that's all you guys had. Anything you could be sued for false advertisement. The whole history of that QAnon psyop has been the same thing. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard anything about it, I think, was 2017. So it was going on about the indictment. So I was mildly interested. And so I, when I find out that really what it is is manipulating the search results on uh, the federal prosecution site, PASIR. I can't remember what the acronym stands for. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, look at all these sealed indictments. But the thing is, they, they what they do is they find an actual thing of a sealed indictment. And then they widen the search terms in these screenshots so that their their followers say, oh, yeah, look at all these. But it was all just, you know, smoke and mirrors and people just ate it right up. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I don't really believe in that. My friend is like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. October, October, you know, 20, oh, it's 2017, October, it's going to the sealed indictments are going to fall. And it's like, all right. So he sends me the source and I'm looking at, you know, the Q drop thing. And I actually saw it. So people try to say, oh, no, he never really said that. It was just other people. No, it was an actual Q drop. October 2017, they would drop. Oh, I, oh, you're referring Bottles to the letter that precedes down. R. <laughs> you know, but that, that's what they do. You know, and then it's the like, R minus well, one drop. Oh, oh, what's that? The R minus one drop, you mean? The R minus one drop. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are mocking it, so you'd think they'd let us go. But no, we'll, yeah, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll anyway. see if this video survives. But no, I mean, in, in the latest R, R minus one drop, the latest R minus one theory, guys, is that the uh, on, on January 20th, 
at the inauguration, there's going to be some signal piped in from space that's going to take over everyone's televisions, reveal to them all the high crimes. <laughs> Biden will be arrested there in front of God and country. Uh, th- this is what these people are hoping for. And imagine pinning your hopes to this. You're and guys, I, I hate to say it. I'm going to say the unpopular You're- thing. I do not know how to distinguish that from the Vigano Trump, uh, you know, messianic thing. I think that those two are the very same you're people. Making, you're making that last what? part up, right? Well, I are called it a V drop that for a reason. That's real. That no, that's real? real. There are people tweeting that. See, I'm not making it up. These people really believe this. They've got and they've got all the science too. The Space Force is going to use the GBS, which is the global broadcast system, to pipe in the arrest to everyone. I'm not making this up. These people think this. <laughs> too much TV. Too much TV. Yeah, you want, yeah. Somebody asked, "You want a solution to this? Stop watching that. Reading that stuff. This guy, how, how does the same person say, yeah, that makes sense? You I don't. mean, I, I, what?" <laughs> Now there, yes, there's something's going to happen on inauguration day. You can guarantee that it's going to be a false flag, and it's going to be blamed on us. There ain't going to be no arrests or anything like that. Pass the hookah pipe. I know, I know, I know. Seriously, it's uh, it's 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 fantastical, but it leads it leads back to I I want to try to ground this in some kind of uh, ecclesiastical thing, brother Martin. I want to cut to you as well, Um, if. If you have been fed an entire pack of, at this point, we know them to be lies by a man who is a high-ranking cleric who tells you that God has selected Trump, God will make sure that Trump wins, um, why is it, uh, why, isn't it, isn't it a small logical leap to go from that into the, you know, R-1 crowd and say, oh yeah, well, Trump still has the Kraken and all this, I mean, like, we, how can we place our hope in Prince's brother? We, we don't. First of all, we don't. I mean, we place our hope only in Jesus Christ. And, and that's kind of when Vigano first uh, came out with his statements, that's more or less what he was talking about. I mean, his statements began with a church and with Pope Francis um, about placing our hope in Jesus Christ. But then all of a sudden, uh, the election started coming around and we started hearing more messianic talk, so to speak, about Trump and how Trump's going to restore order to the United States because the United States seems to be the only last hope. Europe's gone. Uh, Europe's destroyed. I mean, we see these videos, uh, but the COVID religion in Europe, uh, in, in the culture, in the hearts of the people, it, it's all gone. I mean, in a few old ladies, maybe it, it, it's still there, and there, so there's still some hope. Uh, but but as far as the governments, as far as far as the culture, uh, it seems as if the United States is the last stronghold of Christianity in general. Uh, I say that, but I also think about how how uh, many Protestant sects are. Uh, a lot of the men are involved in in, in Freemasonry. And so is the United States as Christian as it appears to be. Um, so I guess the Vigano, in one sense, was trying to give us hope, trying to inspire us um, to go out and vote for Trump. Um, I don't know what his next plan is now that Trump will not be president, um, whether he's going to keep trying to inspire American Catholics to be faithful to the truth, to Jesus Christ, or is he just going to fall off the, place of the face of the earth? I'm waiting to see um, what Vigano does because, I mean, he, he was he was saying some true mm-hmm. things, especially about the church, uh, that other bishops didn't say, wouldn't say. Uh, I mean, he did come out and say, you know, it's I'm close to death, 
I'll have to face God soon. And I want to reveal all these things, especially about my Carrick, um, so that I could go before Almighty God with a clear conscience. Uh, I hope that's who Vigano is. I pray that's who Vigano is, what he really meant to do. Um, and so I guess, yeah, I mean, it, it does damage a bit of his credibility. Well, let's talk, you know, that the, in the business of how, national how politics and making predictions and pinning your hopes to one party or the other, when you're wrong, you're wrong, and it's it's crushing, and you get stomped. I mean, that's just yeah. how it goes. So, you know, this is why the, the rundown, at you least, we've been absolutely black? as detached from it as possible and view it for what it is, a selection, not an election. You see that from a lot of guys. I mean, there's quite a few traditional groups out there paper sites youtube all that priests that are going oh yeah trump is sent from god to do this well what what we got now if that was the brian when was talking about this off camera before and if that was the case this would be happening uh now if we would have said this we would have been thrown under the bus and rolled Mm -hmm. over a couple hundred times i no that's to say stuff like that in the in the area that we're in, as people were, and I keep asking a couple times when Ryan and I joke all the time, you know, if elections were uh, meant anything, they'd be banned. And then Trump won in 2016. And I kept thinking to myself, how in the wide, wide world of sports did that happen? <laughs> if if we can admit, obviously, what happened this year and everything else in every other election is fraudulent in some way, it's kind of like Georgia. What's her name? Stacey Abrams is calling forever. Ah, this is fake. This is rigged. This is rigged. This is rigged until she wins. And then it's okay. Uh, but it's the same thing with them. Four years, they went Russia, 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 Russia. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay. That is every year there's dead people that vote every four years. So the best voting group in the, in the world is dead people. If, if you go back to the 2004 group, uh, what's his face from Ohio that had the video of uh, I can switch anything, 51, 59, uh, 49, 51, and you'll never know it. That was 2004. Go 20 years later, better tech. It, if we're going to admit that every election's rigged, which it is, how did he win in 2016? Are we? You're going to seriously tell me that Soros and all those guys yeah, went to sleep? I mean, and that's that's. I'm just saying, there's a reason he even got in, and he probably. I'll go on the limb. He probably did something to tick everyone off, which is why they're uh, all going. I, after. Uh, <laughs> right. The, the whole election thing, there are certain things you can say on YouTube and certain things you can't say on YouTube. I will just say this. Uh, my Someone who is related to me told me, you know, oh, don't worry, Mike, we're going to get them in 2024. We're going to get them next time. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait, if if they can... If they can undo it this time, what why what makes you think they can't undo it for all times? Um, but that sort of logically leads to the events in D.C. and the legitimacy of the government. And I know Steve and Ryan, you guys are going to be on the screen alongside uh, a screen grab here of some of some excerpts from Catholic social teaching. I really would like to take the opportunity for you two to break this down for everyone. Uh, because there's a distinguishment between mob psychology, mob mentality, uh, and the rule of the masses. Uh, to distinguish between that and you know disobeying an illegitimate authority, and this is hard work that people are, I think, unwilling to do a lot of times. And you see so many pacifists do nothings on Twitter, and you see a lot of you know mob psychology 
advocates on Twitter as well. So um, here we go. Uh, you're now seeing a side by side of one of one of the two screen grabs, Steve, along with Steve and uh, Ryan. Is it the three ninety nine? Yeah. So this comes from the compendium of the social doctrine of the church. For those scoring and uh, keeping track at home, this comes after the Second Vatican Council. So we brought this up because a lot of the, I should say, professional Catholics were in the corners screaming about how terrible this was. And we're not saying burn down the building, even though anything like that. No one's condoning shooting or anything like this. But to sit back and do absolutely nothing, that's that's going the opposite extreme. So here's 399. Citizens are not obliged and conscious to follow the prescriptions of civil authorities if their precepts are contrary to the demands of the moral order, to the fundamental rights of persons, or to the teachings of the gospel. Unjust laws pose dramatic problems of conscience for morally upright people when they are called to cooperate in moral evil acts they must refuse. Besides being a moral duty, such a refusal is also a basic human right, which precisely such civil law itself is obliged to recognize and protect. Quote, those who have recourse to conscious objection must be protected not only from legal penalties, but also from the negative effects on the legal, disciplinary, financial, and professional plane, unquote. It is a grave duty of conscience not to cooperate, not even formally, in prices which, although permitted by civil legislation, are contrary to the law of God. Such cooperation, in fact, can never be justified, not by invoking respect for freedom of others, nor by appealing to the fact that the foreseen and required by civil law. No one can escape the moral responsibility for actions taken, and all will be judged by God himself based on this responsibility. And then um, the, do you want to go with the right to resist next? Mike? Yes, 400 and 401 are up. All right, right, right to resist. Recognizing that natural law is the basis for and places limits on positive law means admitting that it is legitimate to resist authority should it violate in a serious or repeated manner the essential principles of natural law. St. Thomas Aquinas writes that, quote, one is obliged to obey insofar as it is required by the order of justice. Natural law is therefore the basis of a right to resist. There can be many different concrete ways this right may be exercised. There are also many different ends that may be pursued. Resistance to authority is meant to attest to the validity of the different way of looking at things, whether the intent is to achieve partial change, for example, modifying certain laws, or to fight for radical change of the situation. The church's social doctrine indicates the criteria for exercising the right to resistance. Quote, Armed resistance to oppression by political authority is not legitimate unless all the following conditions are met. One, there is certain grave and prolonged violation of fundamental rights. Two, all other means to redress, of redress have been exhausted. Three, such resistance will not provoke worse disorders. Four, there is well-funded uh, well uh, hope of success. And five, it is impossible reasonably to foresee any better solution. Just war theory. Recourse to arms is seen as an example remedy to, uh, for putting an end to the manifest long-standing tyranny, which would do great damage to fundamental personal rights and dangerous harm to the common good of the country. The gravity of the danger of that recourse to violence entails today makes it pre uh, preferable in any case that passive resistance be practiced, which is, quote, a way more comfortable to moral principles and having less 
prospects for a success, unquote, from Vatican.va. All right. So we're going to have to unpack that. There's a lot there, right? <laughs> I'm going to leave it up on the screen for a while just so people can read it while, uh, while we discuss it. So this is this. There's a difference between showing up and uh, you know allowing bad actors to be embedded, you know, Antifa and BLM types, uh, you know, and and falling for a false flag. That is not. I didn't. I didn't hear any false flags in this document, Steve Ryan, brother. <laughs> brother, sister. <laughs> Mighty party life, but there's that that not knowing that one. <laughs> Well, the, the thing, too, is that, I mean, understanding that nature between sedition and rebellion and on the other, on the one hand, and, you know, to vindicating your own natural rights on the other against the state. I mean, you're going to watch and try to say a bit objective here, as people who know me know my very anti-government, anti-state views about everything. But just to kind of square us back toward the Catholic tradition, which... Uh, politically speaking, doesn't really support the kind of things that I, I believe in, to be perfectly honest and fair. So to abscond from what I think for a minute, and, you know, the, the state has been responsible for a good number of the evils in society, and the church has always recognized that it has to be kept in line. But it also has to be there in terms of the, the principle of governance to keep man in order. That's supposed to be the end of government. Now, if you look at modern American government, um, what are the very worst possible crimes you can commit? Treason, sedition, um, you know, making a ruckus on federal property, uh, defacing a federal monument. I mean, these are the things that they punish with impunity, right? I mean, they, they go right after them and, and all these things, you know, because it's trying to protect itself. The government doesn't care about you. You have Congress critters that overthrow governments for a living pretending to be all freaked out by a couple of guys, you know, playing games with Viking hats inside the Capitol, um, whether they were let in there or not. It's silly. It's only an insurrection or a coup in their own minds, in the minds of people making that claim, because there's no objective criterion to even say that, really. So uh, do we have a right to protest when things are going bad? You know, if that's the way to make the things heard to the civil authorities, um, you know, do we have a right to, to say no when they say, all right, well, you're going to get this poke, you're going to get these types of things. We have a natural right to the integrity of our own bodies. And so and this, this is one of the, the important things that the, you can't just pick one thing as a certain e-priest does when he, and then, you know, cherry pick and ignore everything else and say, see, so this is your moral obligation. Um, there's, there's a whole wide range of moral theology is, um, you know, you know, one of the one of these complicated matters that it has to take into account a whole number of goods, a whole number of people's obligations, and and then re bring down to did you sin or did you not sin? And that's what the whole goal of moral theology is. You can't just cherry pick out some some idea and then make this this blanket moral obligation that you must now do to the exclusion of all other things, you know, and you see people saying, yeah, you got to take this poke, even if you're immunocompromised, because that's what everyone else needs. It's like, um, you, so you want me to die and do something that's going to cause me to die for something that's not even important, but that's what it is. You know, so you can't just take one thing, the, the whole, the whole gambit of what's going on, you got to view the whole, the whole thing. So if the state comes and says, you will do X, well, this is against these principles. I actually don't have to obey because it's not a just let's law. Let's get a little bit. Let's get yeah. specific with it then. Um, in terms of 
accepting accepting a selection process in which your vote didn't matter one way or the other uh or or failing to select to to accept it you know what i mean uh, i know steve you always talk about thinking locally acting locally and i think that that's very important but when you have a dictator coming into power who says that the next 100 days are going to be the 100 days of darkness uh federal mask mandate federal lockdowns etc um you know it's kind of like what 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 do you do what do you do with that our our civics is utterly terrible it's not trying to think of somebody else to say it's garbage uh if people followed even just catholic teaching subsidiarity we wouldn't even have this mess but everyone focuses on dc look at it right now i mean even though we're talking about this because we're talking about the news what's Everyone else's focus. Biden, 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 DC, DC, DC. The heck with DC. If you worried about your home, your neighborhood, your school district, whatever, you could tell DC to go pound sand and they be t- you they couldn't do anything to you. If you got somebody that was good in your state house that could protect you from DC, because in this thing that Biden's doing is 400 billion or 350 billion to each state. If you're if you had a governor that had a spine in them and said, here, take the money and goes, you know what with it, you'd be okay. At least you got sheriffs that are on board protecting you. That's it. That's all you got anymore. So it, it's our faults for letting this happen. In reality, all you gotta do is divorce from DC. That's the simple way. Get away from the district of criminals. Mm-hmm. They they need you to exist. You break away from that. Vermont, if you want to think of people think the South is it, Vermont is the head top dog secessionist people mindset. They were they were the ones that went in as 1805, 7, and 9 against Jefferson. They were the ones in, during the Iraq War basically told this government is not ours. Uh, they have there was a, there was another thing that I think Pappy Bush did. All three of the, the representatives said. Yep, we're not involved in this. You got to have that mindset, but they haven't gone the extra, the, the full length of the court, though. We're done. But you got to get to that point. This is done. If people think that whatever you want to call the United States of America, the Republic, which it's not, uh, the, we have to save their. No, you don't have to save it. The gates of hell was never promised to the United States of America. Break away. Live. You want to live peacefully? Everyone wants to live peacefully. Get away from the criminals. Fix your local and state and, and neighborhoods up. You can live in the little piece. I'm not talking about utopia, but it's going to be much better than what you got right now. And if you keep saying, hey, let's go four more years, four, we'll get our boy back and forth. You are delusional, uh, even past delusional. There's no evidence that that's ever going to happen. And this might be the same to me. You might be thinking, that's crazy talking. You. Well, try it. Nobody's trying it. Why, why is that? In, oh, we can't do that. We got to try this. Why can't we do this? Why can't we worry about our own food, our own, our own growing our own crops in our backyard, worrying about our local break, being more. So if, if, if Steve, if Steve of, fails to show oh, next week for the rundown, we know that he's been oh apprehended no. by federal agents. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Cunningham. Uh, no, but brother, I I, I, I want to I want you to secession. jump in here, Say brother, on something that Steve said. Um, this is halfway halfway tongue in cheek joking. He says we need to get divorced from D.C. Um, I would like to to pronounce that no such valid marriage ever existed in the beginning. 
<laughs> what, what are you gonna do? An that's old right. That's right. Can we get an old? But uh, <laughs> I guess two things. Uh, one of the things that struck me from what Ryan was saying: it, it, social Catholic Catholic social teaching, of course, is theology. It gives us theological pr principles on how to act um, in civic society. I think it kind of implies that the church will be leading this in the sense that the bishops will be first to declare when laws are unjust. However, the bishops themselves are, are always the first ones to acquiesce to the, to the governments. And so uh, we're all kind of left without, or yeah, without a, a principle of discernment, people to discern whether or not these, these laws truly are unjust, they're immoral, uh, and we all have to kind of decide for ourselves. Uh, that in and of itself uh, it should give us greater pause to think that, you know, are, are we the mob ruler or are we not? Uh, but, it, but it's true. I mean, when, when we act according uh, to moral principles, we do have a right to stand up uh, to unjust laws. Um, and, and it's unfortunate that we have really no one to trust to, to, to unify us and to, and to lead us against uh, the un unjust aggressors. Um, as far as DC goes, it seems like everybody wants a democratically democratically elected king or, or, or some sort. I don't know if it's because it's easy, where if you want laws all across, if you want to control society, um, you know, if the Californians want to control the the Midwesterners, mm -hmm. the Texans, or the New Yorkers mm -hmm. want to control the Florida Floridans, it's easy just to to vote somebody into DC and, and to make people halfway across the country change their lives according to how you want them to live. Um, so it's it's some sort of power struggle. Um, in our culture to want to want to tell other people how to live and brother uh, brought up a good point with the monarchy we have an elected monarchy this is it's, it's that's what call it what it is if people if, if you think biden can come in or trump can come in or whoever your boys can come in and he'll bring down whatever his orders are he's not not supposed to legislate he's an executive for the yeah. legislation and everyone gives this guy this all this power and it's just mind-boggling how people have just gone from we used to uh, say we used to joke putting the prayer mats to D.C. during the <laughs> Obama times. We did that with Trump. The, yeah. the other guys did that. And notice that's why I brought up that last part about how did he win? It silenced the opposition of eight years of people just ticked off at Obama and just getting beaten down for almost a decade. And how would Clinton get in? Also, if Clinton gets in, all they probably thought there would be a, a riot come in. And what happened? Trump gets in, the opposition is now silent. Nothing happened. What happened after during the inauguration breakfast? Anybody ever see that video? I'll put it in the show notes or put it underneath. He's calling, he says, oh, by the way, uh, thank you for the Clinton, the uh, President Bill Clinton and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Great friends of mine to come to the breakfast. Wait a minute. Wasn't the TV drama of 2016 with uh, yeah. up and all that? <laughs> yeah, that that is an interesting video. What baby. I think what is what is so um, relevant to us today is that for the time being, on January fifteenth, twenty twenty one, we are able to have this discussion online, Ryan. We are able to talk about you know Catholic social teaching, the the proper forms of government, etc. But but the window is closing. I mean, Parler was just kicked offline. Amazon Web Services is now policing the internet. Um, you even saw a reactionary to that up where you are, an, an uh, internet service provider in Idaho said, all right, well, then we're just going to block Facebook and Twitter. Um, so it, the, the, inf the, the access of information to even debate this stuff out in the open uh, is not long for this world, Ryan. What do you think? I think they're going. 
Now, back, we had this over the summer with, uh, of course, I mean, a mix of things. The Dems are mad that Zuckerberg wasn't policing enough Trump speech on Facebook. And then on the other hand, conservatives are complaining that that he was censoring too much on Fedbook. And so uh, he had that debate about what government should do about big tech. And I was saying back then, actually, I think I did it as an unpop opinion. Don't throw big tech in the briar patch the way it wants to be thrown. It wants to be regulated because once you regulate it, government is basically making it the de facto communications platform because it's going to set up a whole range of things that become barriers to entry and, and it'll be impossible for other people to come along and compete with big tech. Now, on the other hand, without any kind of government regulation, they just decided to make Parler not exist. Uh, now, there's there's some debate about Parler and the motives of the people who run it and all these sorts of things. I never liked Parler. I got on it real quick, and it was a dumpster fire. It was just, just It just didn't work well, frankly, and they wanted me to dox myself to send a direct message to someone. It's like, nah, and I never deleted my account. I just left it there, but uh, it just wasn't a workable platform. But either way, so I think in a certain way, it's big tech kind of trolling us, saying, yeah, we'll just take you right off. Now, you got the guy on Gab, and he's got his own infrastructure set up. He doesn't use AWS, so he can get, kind of keep himself going. And so whether it's going to be Gab or it's going to be Mines or it's going to be all the other places that you might go, I think it's important to start cultivating kind of your, your third-party sources and get away from big tech because whether you get government – I mean, do we th- seriously think government's going to regulate it? No. I mean, big tech – there's no big tech organization out there that – is truly mm. private. People keep making that argument. Oh, they're a private. Yeah, right. What about yeah, what about Signal? What by about US Gab? What? Dollars, by our tax dollars through DARPA, through the CIA's uh, for-profit venture firm InQtel. You can look this up. This is real. Mm-hmm. It's not conspiracy mongering. And n- no one in Silicon Valley ever got off the ground without a military or you know a federal uh, entity funding it or getting the research in or channeling that research into a tech company. Facebook was part of a DARPA project called LifeLog, and it was getting all this for the privacy concerns in it, so they shut it down. And two days later, it shut the exact same thing opened up, and it was called The Facebook, and they later changed it. Wait, did you Facebook. say LifeLock? I love LifeLock. LifeLock prevents identity theft. Hey, LifeLock, can we get a sponsorship? No, not that one. Oh, sorry, LifeLog. Oh, LifeLog. LifeLog. Okay. Log. All right. G. I said it, uck, but I meant guh. <laughs> anyway. Lifelong. Life what he's saying is spot on. Decentralized from everything. You can get. You can go on these other groups. Decentralized from Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Now you got these. Mono- you got one big conglomerate monopoly. JP Awaken with JP is a great video on that. Was hysterical when he, he calls us out. Controlling the planet. Get away from that stuff. Get away from all the anything big. A, but Steve, like I said. Locally, it sounds a little hypocritical of us to say because we're broadcasting on big tech right now. We use Twitter to get the word out. This will be on your BitChute channel, and uh, this is on YouTube, etc. Uh, this is the way that we can communicate right now. I mean, we don't, we don't, we the, the the death of the newspaper has already been upon us. It's not like we can distribute pamphlets, right? I mean, or can we? Mm-hmm. I still got some pamphlets yeah. to give away for evangelization purposes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, but but there are there are companies. That's it's thing. How eat? about the how about the diehard Trump guys that are just bam, 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 bam all the time about what's going on? Can you guys start doing something on the faith once in a while too? Hey, 
Thank God. I mean, all right, maybe I should have said that again. I'm sorry. I'm getting mad. And, and we're so big on Trump, 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 Trump. Convert somebody for once in your life. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, final final story before we get to the unpopular opinions, which we've had plenty of that already. I want to zero in on the banksters. Um, HSBC, one of the largest banks in the UK, is now said that if you are caught on even security camera footage walking into our bank without a mask on, we will de-bank you. That's the new, that's the new hotness, de-banking people. Donald Trump has been de-banked. Uh, major, major U.S. banks have said they will not bank him from now on. If your social credit score... If you don't behave, if you don't comply, if you don't obey, then uh, your access to your money could be in jeopardy. Guys, this is a very disturbing trend. This is worse than being deplatformed. It's one thing if they take my Twitter account away. It's the other thing if they take my livelihood away. How scary is that? (laughs) That's right. I get what we just talked about, sitting back and doing nothing. Like I said, how many professional Catholics sat back and said, oh, we shouldn't do anything? Bull! That's that's the opposite of virtue, is sitting back doing nothing. Might as well tell, like, you know, all the, all the, this, I mean, Klaus, what's his face, that thou apparition Valkyrie. Again, I'm not saying take, create another apparition Valkyrie. Are you going to say he was a bad guy? He got the blessing from the church, cardinals, and bishops. Blessed Franz, he's a blessing in the church. He didn't comply. Where's 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 this courage that we had, the fortitude of, of Catholic people anymore? That to comply, you keep complying, it's going to get worse and worse and worse as the hot water, the frog and boiling water thing until you're dead. Mm-hmm. And then look at your kids and just tell them, hey, forget it. I'm not. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. That's not manly. But we don't have any men around anymore to do anything. We just sit back and tweet. That's it. Is that your unpopular opinion? Yeah. <laughs> no, I got better ones. Oh, you have a better one. Oh, okay, great. Well, and longer too. No, I mean, but look, look the fun, the financial <laughs> war that they're that they're waging on us. And here, I um, I'll give my unpopular opinion. Uh, I I do think that we are we've been in a we've been in a twenty year uh, economic and financial war against the elites. They've been slowly but surely sucking up all the wealth. Um, I'm going to sound a little bit like AOC and 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 feel the burnt hard here for a second, because I think the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, capital grows at a higher rate of of growth than you and I. And and that's just a fact. If you have money, those who have the elites, the connected, the political, uh, the politically connected, the culturally connected, i.e. Hollywood, they have access to deals that you and I don't have access to. The rate of growth and financial success on those deals far outpaces the stock market or whatever you and I have access to. Therefore, the concentration of wealth in the hands of a few has continued. And look, Republicans, Trumpians, veganites, they don't want to admit this stuff. They don't want they don't want you to say that, you know, they don't want a populist message. They don't want you to say that uh, that this is a real problem. That, you know, Trump's coziness and Hillary's coziness and Biden's coziness with the banksters on Wall Street with uh, of various tribes. And you know what I'm talking about. These people, they don't want us to recognize this fact that we, you and I have less and everyone else has more. And so my unpopular opinion is that uh, it actually relates to cryptocurrency. I believe... 
that cryptocurrency may actually be a, a sort of like a, a an R-1 type uh, operation uh, funded by the government um, intended to uh, give you the illusion of a uh, store of wealth that is independent from the dollar. But really, really when it comes down to it, it is an entirely digital way of tracking everything that you do uh, and, and, and a way of digitally controlling your transactions and um and they can flip the switch on or off i understand people say that the technology doesn't work that way and it's decentralized and but um i just don't i don't trust that and i don't trust the u.s dollar i just go back to you know guns gold and land those are the three things if you had those three things you know um in the in the vmr republic and any other time that fiat currencies failed you tend you tended to be okay um, so that's my unpopular opinion. Take the Biden money that he's going to give you, and before the inflation comes and before the dollar crashes, get into as many physical metals, physical real estate, um, and means of personal protection as you can. All right. No reaction to that. Um <laughs> There you go. We're officially breaking into the unpops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next um, next unpop. Who's next? <laughs> Yeah, brother. All right. The age of the parish is over. Um, I mean, we're just talking about the digital world has created this crisis. Um, everything electronic from microchips or to pokes uh, to uh, yeah, currency, all that kind of stuff. Uh, subsidiarity, you need to get local, think local, act local. Um, parishes, uh, the, the dioceses, whether it be in the Middle Ages, whether it be when the Roman Empire fell, they were always fighting religious communities, um, primarily for financial reasons, um, especially when the Carmelites and the Augustinians came around in the, in the 1200s. Um, secular clergy actually didn't want them even to be ordained priests because they, they would be burying people and getting stipends for it and saying masses and getting stipends for it. Um, but when the, when the Roman Empire fell, the Benedictines were there, the, the monastic communities were there for people to... Uh, build their lives off of, build their lives around, move cl closer to, and, and to form their lives. Uh, because bishops have uh, acquiesced to the government, um, they become buddy-buddy, and because diocesan priests have to always kind of obey their bishops, um, it seems more pertinent for young, single men who are angry um, and on fire for our Lord um, to really, really consider uh, starting or getting a house, getting other like-minded young men to live together, to pray together, to do penance together, and, and to live a form of consecrated life um, outside of the, the normal institution. What, what, what do I mean? Is I mean, you don't need the bishop's permission to, to live together with a bunch of guys and pray. You don't. Um, I, I think this is where the church needs, needs is, is going to find its foundation again, is when people really drastically... Um, commit to a life of conversion uh, because they could take the governments can take your money away from you. They can take your house from you, but they can't take a converted heart, a contrite heart. Um, so my unpopular opinion is if any young man is listening, um, is in love with his faith, is in love with our Lord um, to consider the fact that you're still seeing single providential um, and, and to think about the possibility of, of seriously consecrating your life to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's my unpopular opinion. 
All right. Uh, so you've heard Mike's unpopular opinion. Money is dead. Brother's unpopular opinion. The parish is dead. Ryan, what what else is dead, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> what else is dead? Um, I mean, you get a good brief pick from a list. Um, education is dead, actually. And when, when you think of, I, I think it was Joe Sobre, or maybe someone else had this particular quote. Uh, in a hundred years, we've gone from teaching uh, Greek and Latin in high school to teaching remedial English in college, right? So uh, the death of, of so, much, so much in education, especially formal logic, you look at uh, in the Middle Ages, not everyone got, uh, until the 16th century, you had, you know, fairly pretty few people got education, but it started to come up quite a bit and then, you know, further from there on. And the education they got in the 16th century, for example, was is similar to the medieval trivium, logic, grammar, and rhetoric. And so grammar, you know, first grammar uh, taught you how to think in Latin, and then uh, logic taught you how to think correctly, and rhetoric taught you how to sound very good while you did it. Right, and in the mix, midst of all that, you would get history, and you would get mathematics, and you would get—I mean—and then you move to your quadrivium, which of course would have your mathematics, formal mathematics in it, um, astronomy, teach you about the wonder of the universe and creation, right, and so on and so forth. And we could add to that in modern times, literature, classical literature, especially, uh, was important. The Church Fathers read classical literature. Saints um, uh, Basil the Great, Saint Gregory Nazianzian, Saint Gregory of Nyssa—they talk about. What what Christian education was at that time? Because Julian the Apostate was closing, ki- kicking Christians out of school, and trying to restore paganism. So they talked about their theory of education. They read the pagan classics, even some really smutty stuff, right? In their and that was their own language in Greek, and they read it. And but they read it after forming you in faith, right? And so proper catechetics. So you have you know some people that well, we'll just catechize and we'll just get them reading their Baltimore Catechism, memorizing it, and. And there's nothing wrong with, of course, with memorization is really important. Baltimore Catechism, for the most part, is pretty good. It's that's not where it stops. It has to penetrate all the way to the heart because in the 1950s, I guarantee you, every kid in Catholic schools knew that Baltimore Catechism, and kids in, in their parishes knew that Baltimore Catechism. And the 60s rolled around, and they rolled out to Woodstock. They went total hippie Vatican II. They did whatever. Now some of them did remember and come back. But not all of them. So, you know, so whether they're talking about classical education, whether they're talking about a religious education, we, you need to get to the heart of forming the mind. And that's not done in most places. It's certainly not done in public school. And it's really not done in Catholic school, which is largely the same thing. There are one or two exceptions to the rule. But most Catholic schools are really just for actually sometimes actually worse than the public schools in a lot of different ways. And so education as such, when you see people are arguing online, you see the fruit of the, the collapse of education. People can't logic, can't, can't reason logically. They can't make coherent arguments. They may, they think they're really sharp and really smart and making, you know, the, these complex and careful arguments that actually are pretty dumb when you break it down. And then they take a dump on, you know, our fathers in faith in the 16th, 17th centuries in the Baroque period who, you know, wrote on so many things, who wrote were brilliant people um, and, and knew more than all the theologians today put together, frankly, 
you know, when you're talking about a Bellarmine, when you're talking about a John of St. Thomas, when you're talking about a St. Alphonsus, and they're, oh, yeah, these guys are passive. We don't need to listen to them. We need what's going on now. And, oh, this father who's on Pathios and writes this. And, and, you know, and that's where we're at. People don't have the ability to, to reason, apprehend arguments, to, to correctly even categorize what somebody's saying. And a lot of times they'll do things without, because they're simply poorly educated. Right now, now, I'm not putting myself out there as a paragon of education. If anything, I'm a victim. I could probably be a lot smarter if I, you know, had received, you know, an, a classical education was good. And then maybe not. Maybe I, the guy really should be, you know, putting nails into something and not be doing the kind of things I'm doing. Whatever. But that's, you know, whatever about that and about me in society, we can see that people just simply do not have have the grasp of knowledge, but they really want to get into and mm-hmm. argue about these things. So, so I'm going to say that, you know, education is dead and it's debatable. I, I think it's rather whether or not there was a there was a dark age in the fifth century to the eighth or the 10th, whatever you want to say it. Frankly, I don't think there was. Um, but whether whatever about that, there we are certainly going into a dark age now. Right. And we're we're all on these devices and this is what we do but we can't read a book and we can't follow an argument coherently you start reading an older theologian an older writer and your brain swirls around Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. education is dead and part of a restoration of culture is going to be you know formal logic latin should be latin latin and greek preferably but um and and rhetoric learn how to speak well Right. And, and there's so many different things we can go in that. And again, yeah, I'm not a paragon of uh, fantastic rhetoric. I'm not a paragon of the, not the most brilliant logician that ever walked around. I'd pick that up piecemeal. There's a perfect example of what you're saying, though, happening in the live chat right now, uh, Ryan. So somebody has said, you know, these these guys say to, to disbelieve the R minus one, but all they do is talk about the same topics that R minus one brings up. It is like, well, you can't even distinguish between uh, them subverting you and the truth. So the, 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 subversion is always <laughs> grounded in truth, but if I, you can't even figure it out, like if you can't follow the logic, then it's like, oh, well, I feel bad for you. Right. <laughs> All right. So money's dead. Parish is dead. Education's dead. Steve, are you dead? If R minus one, I have never seen one thing that that guy is, whoever did put, but if they comment on everything, it's like the Simpsons did it. I mean, what does that matter? It's not an argument. I mean, if I talk about the sun coming up, does that mean I'm, I'm saying everything the Weather Channel is talking about? It's, no, it's, it's talking about truthful things that came out. We ain't talking about anything that I don't think. I know Ryan doesn't look at the drops. Brother probably doesn't. Mike, I think is a he's got the R minus one underwear, but I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> That's not the unpopular. (laughs) All right, so unpopular. Uh, Things are going to get worse. Uh, Lebanon closed down. Literally, they don't. It's not a morning, afternoon, evening thing. They're shut down. France is introducing a 6 p.m. curfew. Australia has lost their minds so much they want to kill a pigeon (laughs) because it came across the pond somehow, and they need to kill it, thinking it's going to kill them all. I guess. The WHO says the second year of the Rona uh, sickness could be even higher. Uh, what else I got? Uh, let's see, CRISPR is uh, getting overdrive. New York Times says wear two masks at once. 
uh, North Dakota state legislative bills trying to get Catholic priests to violate the still confession. Uh, it's as they, someone posted said to me from Ghostbusters, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. But I I, I posted this video from uh, John Devaney, I think Devaney, D-E-V-A-N-N-Y, uh, from this past year's Abbeville Institute Conference, which I almost went to. It was a couple months ago, but I didn't want to fight the, the muzzle mandate down there at the hotel. It's in Charleston. And uh, he has a thing called Who Owns America Now? And it's a fantastic thing. It's, for anybody else, it would have been boring. But he made it pretty light. And at the end of it, he brings up a, a solid quotes from a, uh, there's a Irish proverb that he brings up saying, uh, <clears throat> well, it wasn't, the proverb wasn't that. It was the beginning of it was, our long game is to keep the flames alive and pass it to generations. Be happy about that. He goes, there's an old Irish proverb, quote, the Irish are surrounded on a hill and surrounded by 10 to 1 odds, and they are smiling and laughing, saying, finally, the odds are in our favor. And he goes on to be the happy warriors. So the, the goal is this, or down the roads, our kids' laughter will be our revenge, and the think in a reconquista way. So we're getting just pounded in the ground right now. We're going to lose this right now. We're not going to win state, local, Fed level, global. They got at the end of end of the month. They have uh, Davos is doing their uh, uh, great reset podcast thing for the whole weekend. There's some other guys doing a greater reset, secular ways. I'm actually thinking about putting together a, a super duper greater reset thing where we go into Catholic teaching on these same topics. Uh, look forward to that uh, down the road. So, what do we do? Well, solutions. Think locally. Educate each other. Convert your local people. Convert your neighborhood. Get involved in local and uh, state worldwide uh, races. Think about that. It's That's unpopular to do. Get off your tails and do something. It's easy to complain. It's hard Steve, to what are you running for? It. It's easy to complain about the Pope. Hey, Steve, are you going to run for mayor? Was I? Now, there's been a couple of people that asked me to do some things like that. So, I mean, that's not out of the question for uh, certain ideas. We've been talking about it. So we don't – I don't know what level uh, focusing on, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke up things. I'm, you know, that's an honest, uh, legitimate All right, so the four unpopular opinions this week, so, Mike with money is dead, brother with the parish is dead, Ryan with education is dead, and Steve – with Freedom is Dead. The poll is now out on Twitter. You can vote for the most unpopular opinion of the week. Can we move into the grifter phase? This is this is a shameless grifting now. Shameless grifting. I say Freedom is Dead. There you said an F word. <laughs> I only have 25 characters to summarize you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike wears Q underwear. That's All right, so Alberto's in the chat. He's saying he voted for brother. Of course, brother's going to win. He usually does. Tradpat is in the chat. Rights and duties. He says trust the plan. Thank you, rights and duties. <laughs> I know brother trust really brother cheese plan. He, he's on the court of Dominion. <laughs> Brother Chewy voted for Steve because Steve's Brother Chewy's biggest fan. Brother Chewy, yeah. <laughs> Brother Chewy needs to get an unpopular opinion. Um, okay, I'm going to grift a little bit. I am a walking advertisement for the rundown today. I've got my Census Fidelium shirt on from Zazzle. I've got my Brother Chewy mug, and I'm already out of Irish coffee uh, or coffee with Irish cream. And um, and that's it. So you got to buy those two Does things. Does it have a backside? Does it sure have a backside? It does. It has a backside, but I but I classed it up a little bit, and I'm not I'm not gonna derobe 
for the rundown. We can play some music for you to get on the stage. Uh, I got some music. Band. Actually, we can play Tutti Fruity. Why? Because why not? <laughs> what other what other shameless grips do we have, people? Come on. Well, Mike, did you get your uh, Oh, yeah, I got my book. I, they Live the Faith. I have it out on my desk. Uh, yes, I, I got the book. I'm a member of the Me- a Mediatrix Press Book Club. I pay 50 bucks a month. I get exclusive access to podcasts, content. You sent me the ebook already. It's in my it's in my inbox. I can I can read the ebook. They Live the Faith came. I was so excited about that. I think you have a whole chapter about um, Moreno in there, right? I, I want to read that. So, yeah, join the club. Yeah. Oh, it's still going. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's still going. Is it loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why don't you repeat your grifting about your uh, your book grifting, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Please vote for my unpopular opinion. I never win. I never win that unpopular opinion, guys. You won. You won once, and you blew us all out of the water. I oh, did I win one? Oh, okay, fine, whatever. Yep. It's it's all good. <laughs> so Tutti Fruity was too loud? Oh, okay, well, let me repeat the grift uh, for uh, Mediatrix Press. I am a member of the book club. In fact, you, I have a code you can use if you want to become a member of the book club. 50 bucks a month, recurring payment, easy day, easy peasy. You set it up once, you forget about it, but they don't let you forget about it because they're constantly bombarding you with free stuff. It's not really free. You pay for it, but you get the book in the mail. It's like Christmas every. It's like it's like Christmas every month. I got this month. I got um, they live the faith that has a whole section about Garcia Moreno. I can't wait to read it. They bombard me with exclusive podcasts where Ryan is talking about art and things that I don't understand. Uh, but it's great because I get to be there exclusively. Uh, there it is. That's he's holding up the image of it. So um, I'm grifting for everyone today, all three of you. I am a walking advertisement for the rundown. <laughs> well, let's see. This month's book, I think I announced it in an email yesterday. Uh, so if you sign up uh, starting on the, the 17th, uh, you will get this book. If you sign up for our book club, The Successor of St. Dominic. So if you sign up now, you'll still get They Live the Faith because it doesn't change over to the 17th. And then you'll get this book when it renews later uh, in the month. Or So it's kind of weird how it works. We started mid-month. So to kind of at some point, I'm going to have to recall it and then give people extra books just to make it all even so I know what's going on. But anyway, um, but this is a really good book. Um, doesn't sell a whole lot because people have no idea who the guy is, but there would be no Dominican order without Blessed Jordan of Love Saxony. It. Hey, guys, thanks for watching. Please subscribe to the channel, subscribe to Census Fidelium, uh, and continue to support the rundown. We love the rundown just like you do. God bless you.